Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. BlogTalkRadio.com. Word of Life is based on John 10.10, where Jesus said, I am come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. We're your co-hosts here. I am Renetta, coming to you from Gladwin, and my co-host Ella is here, coming to you from Kalamazoo, Michigan. We would like for you to contact us by emailing your comments, prayer requests, or questions to WordAlive612 at gmail.com. And that's a capital W. You can also contact us by following us on Twitter at Word Alive Now. You can listen to us 24-7 here at blogtalkradio.com forward slash Word Alive. All of our archives are available on demand or by downloading our podcast Word Alive at uh, iTunes and on your Android phone by downloading the uh, Blog Talk Radio app and listening to Word Alive on your phone. We're so glad that each and every one of you were able to join us tonight. We invite you to call a friend and have them to tune in and listen to the message as well, listen to the broadcast as well. Um, Word of Life is on each Saturday night at 11 p.m. You can call in and participate live by dialing 646 646- Three seven eight zero five three eight, and if you are online listening, uh, scroll down to the bottom and join us in the chat room. God bless and enjoy. Well, hello. This is Renetta, one of the co-hosts here at Word Alive on Blog Talk Radio, and today is Saturday, June the twenty seventh, two thousand and fifteen. And again, we're so glad you were able to join our broadcast tonight. We're going to be talking about Perception formed by influences. And uh, our co-host, our other co-host, Ella, is uh, out of town, and she may be uh, calling in on her way back uh, home tonight, so we may have her to join us later. But right now we're just going to move forward. We pray that you are blessed by the Word of God tonight. Perception formed by influences. So let's look at the word perception. Perception is the way you think about or understand someone or something. The ability to understand or notice something easily. The way that you notice or understand something using one of your senses. 
It is a result of perceiving, observation. It is a mental image or concept. And it, a physical sensation interpreted in the light of experience. Pay attention to that. Physical sensation interpreted in the light of experience. And the word perceive is to notice or become aware of something or to think or of someone or something as being something stated. Perceive is to attain awareness or understanding of, to regard as being such, or to become aware of through the senses, especially seeing or observing. Observe is to conform one's action or practice to, for example, to comply with. Conception is an abstract or generic idea generalized from particular instances. And I also looked up the word ponder, to think about or consider something carefully. Ponder is to weigh in the mind, to think about. So our perception is influences how we see things, how we hear things, how we think, how we accept or reject things, whether we believe or doubt, and how we act, how we carry out our everyday deeds or actions in our lives. is all affected by our perception, and our perception is formed or affected by whatever comes in contact with us uh, over a space of time that causes influences. Influence is the power to change or affect someone or something the power to cause changes without directly forcing them to happen, a person or thing that affects someone or something in an important way. Now I'm going to just read off some of the scriptures. I'm going to read off the scriptures, which I'm not going to get out to all of these scriptures um, tonight, but I'm just going to read off the scriptures. You may want to do a study yourself. So Mark seven seventeen through 23 Psalms 19 and 14, Psalms 119, 99 through 107, 111, 115 through 116, 125, and 125 through 130. Ephesians 422, 2 Peter 311, 1 Peter 122, Matthew 1234, Luke 645, 2 Corinthians 4, 6, um, and 13 through 18. Philippians 4, 6 through 8. Proverbs 3, 5. Proverbs 2, 2 through 12. Psalms 19, 7 through 14. So perception. Uh, the Lord started dealing with me about this uh, probably closer to the beginning of the year. And it's been coming up and again and again. And <coughs> Excuse me. So, um, so I uh, began to work with perception. Perception is, you know, like I said in the definition, it's our ability to understand or notice something, but more importantly, it's the way you notice it 
or the way you understand something, the way you the way you actually observe and perceive things is determined by your perception or that physical sensation interpreted in the light of experience. So that means that uh, today what I see and what I hear and how I think and what I decide to meditate on or what I decide to not embrace is all based on everything in my life that has helped form my perception up to this point. And that means that up to this point, I have had experiences in my life that help cause me to see things the way I see it. For example, two people can be in one room and they can hear a conversation, but the two of them will take away something different from that one conversation. Or they can see an incident happen. But when someone comes and questions them, they will both give a different result of that incident. Why? Because the incident that they saw as they took in what was going on was filtered by their perception. And so that means they took things in based on their mindset and the way they think and the way they comprehend things, which was which is built up based on everything that's happened in their life up to that point. Uh, there's a minister, his name is Eon Clayton. And he gave an example once of how, uh, I believe he was the one that I heard give this. (laughs) You know, over the years when you listen to so many ministers, sometimes you get mixed up where you hear things at. But he said that when we are born, um, we're, okay, we're an empty slate when we're born. But as the infant begins to be influenced by the world that he is born into, it begins to slowly perform, uh, slowly form his perception. And at first he has nothing to base on. So in order for something to take, it has to happen repeatedly in order for it to take because he don't have anything to base anything on. By the time I'm, I'm 60 years old now, so when I see things and when I hear things, I've had many experiences in life, so I have something within me formulated to base conclusions on. When I see something new, I have some old things that I'll pull back on and I draw on to help form the conclusions of the new things that I'm being exposed to. I don't make a conclusion of the new things that I'm exposed to based only on that thing, but I make it based on that thing plus my perception, which has been formed by everything that has influenced me in life up to this point. Okay? So hopefully you understand what perception is now. And now, uh, so that's why, okay, when you go to school, uh, a a good subject to talk about this with is math. Math, we learn math built on math, which means if I take geometry, The geometry that I'm taking, I'm learning it based on all the math that I've learned up to that point. And then they add geometry on top of it, and it just just keeps building. They add algebra on top of it, and then if I get geometry and I get algebra down, they add calculus on top of it, a pre-cal, then they add calculus on top of that. Then they have other math that I can't even name right now. I have a math class I took in college. I can't even, I don't even know what it's called. (laughs) I don't remember because it was so far out there. And so, um, but, and so, like, 
I can't go to school having never taken math before in my life and take a class called geometry because geometry is based on so many concepts that I already have to have in place before I can learn it. Remember one of the definitions that I went over uh, for perception, a mental image or concept. So geometry is built on some of the concepts that I already have based on the math that I've already learned. So if I never learn math, I will not get geometry because I can't understand it without the other concepts already there. And that's the way a lot of things in life is. Okay, so if I want to take a programming language, I want to uh, learn to program a computer, there are other things that's got to be in place. i got to have certain concepts of certain math. I have to have uh, concepts of certain understanding of language and and uh, things like that before I can learn how to program a computer. It's not, I can't just go in and take a computer class having never learned anything else. It just doesn't work like that. So that's why when a child is born, they have to be taught the same thing over and over and over for them to get it because they have to start, they have to start forming a memory to base what they're learning upon to enable them to be able to learn and grasp new things. And so when they're first born, they have no memory, so they have to build a memory. And so that's why uh, when a person is in an accident that wipes out their memory completely, they have to learn to talk all over again. They have to learn how to walk all over again. They have to learn life skills all over again. They have to learn why, because their memory has been wiped clean. And so since they have nothing to base uh, these con, they have these concepts no more. They have nothing to base walking on and talking on and and uh, just playing everyday care of life on. They have no memory, nothing to base it on, so they have to start all over just like a little baby because they have no perception yet. It's been wiped away with their memory. So our memory, our perception is seated in our memory. It, uh, our, our, as our perception is being formed, is it, uh, a memory is formed of all of our influences and of everything that we've learned in life, and that helps that helps form our perception and how we look out and take in new information. So when we look at the scripture, we're going to go to Mark seven seventeen through twenty three first. And when he was entered into the house from the people. His disciples asked him concerning the parable. And he said unto him, unto them, Are ye so without understanding? Also, do ye not perceive? And see, he had already went out and gave a parable to the people, and they didn't understand. And when the disciples got him alone, they wanted to know what he was talking about because they didn't understand it either. And so he says, are you so without understanding also? Do ye not perceive? Do you not, are you not aware of what I am talking about? Do you, are you not able to uh, take in through your senses what I'm talking about? Can you, you not observe what I'm talking about? You have no um, abstract or, or generic idea 
to formulate what I just spoke to you about? Now I'm going to keep reading the scripture. Because it enters not into his heart, I'm sorry, uh, that whatsoever thing from without entereth into the man, it cannot defile him. Because it entereth not into his heart, but into the belly, and goeth out into the drought, purging all meat. And he said, that which cometh out of the man, that defileth the man. For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile the man. And so this is something that he had tried to explain to them in a, a parable earlier, and I'm not going to read that because we don't need to read that just to get the or what I'm trying to teach right now. But the point that I want to make right now is he asked them, do you not perceive? Do you not understand what I'm trying to say to you? And so when Jesus was with his disciples, he was always teaching them. He was equipping them and he was training them because he knew he was going to leave. And he knew he could not leave them empty because if he never taught them anything, if he never explained what they saw even when he was doing things, they would not have a concept to base what was going to come after he left upon. And they needed something to base that on because they were the beginning of the church. And they were actually going to build the church. And they needed some foundation to to be established within them in order for the concepts and the principles of the kingdom to be built upon when Jesus left. And so that's why when he would get along with them, he would teach them further. He would go beyond what he was teaching the general audiences that was coming to listen to his messages. And so he says, do you not perceive? And the lesson that he was teaching them was a very important lesson because we as people have a tendency to judge what we see on the outside. Why do we do that? Because we can't see the inside. We can't see, I can't see your heart. You can't see my heart. So we judge what we see on the outside, which, you know, the Bible says uh, that we know the tree by the fruit that it bears. So we look at what people do in people's actions and try to judge what state of their heart. But God don't have to look at their actions to see what the state of their heart is because God knows the heart of man. And you know what their action is before they even do it. And so Jesus was trying to let them know that it's not what you sit down at the table and put in your mouth and eat that's going to defile you. That's not what makes you a sinner. It's what comes out of you. It's what you do that defile the man. That which cometh out of the man that defile him. For from within, out of the heart of man. Proceed evil. So evil comes out of your heart. It comes from the depths of who you are. And so uh, one reason why I wanted to use this scripture, because it talks about uh, perceive, and it also talks about the heart of man. It's what come out of you that defile you. Because so many times we 
we judge actions without taking a look at the motives. And, it, you know, it's so funny that the church world does that because even in the secular world, if someone is going up uh, on trial for some type of crime that they per- commit, the prosecutors try to try to find a motive that would cause them to do what they did wrong or cause them to commit the crime that they committed. They want to know, well, what motive would push them to do something? And most of the time, if they can't find a motive, they won't even try the person. Because we like to understand why people do what they do. Because it's what's in your heart that drives you and pushes you. So it is the motive that pushes you to do what you do. And your motive is what's sitting in your heart. What things causes you to make the decisions that you make? <clears throat> and so the scripture, another scripture tells us to guard our heart, which I think that scripture is further down in, in the lesson. For out of it uh, flows the issues of life. And so we have to protect our heart because out of our heart comes all of our deeds and all of our actions, comes what we speak. You know, we sit and meditate a lot of times. Uh, about things because we're pondering these things in our hearts. We're pondering them deep within us. We're considering things. We're meditating on things. And the things that we grab, that we embrace, and that we choose to meditate upon are the things that form our deepest perceptions. For example, if somebody walk in the house and make a statement to me about, oh, say, the weather, oh, it's it's such and such and such, and I'm busy and I'm working on something or I'm doing something, I really just don't make it, just don't pay attention to the statement that they made, and then maybe an hour later somebody might come in and they may ask me a question about the weather, and I'll say, I really don't know, I haven't been outside today. That's because I did not entertain the previous conversation, so it did not influence my perception enough for me to be able to react to the question that someone asked me an hour later about the same thing that that person just spoke to me about. I did not embrace their, I did not embrace their statement. So, therefore, I was not able to respond or form a conclusion because I didn't base any perception on what they had said to me. Now, if I had based a perception or developed a perception or allowed a perception, allowed what they said to me to influence me, I might have would have had a thought about the weather when the other person came in and said something about the weather. See how that works? So another thing is the scripture tells us that, let me see if I can find the scripture because I don't think I have this one in my notes. I always come up with new scriptures when I start teaching, which are not in my notes. Then I have to look them up. (laughs) Because when I teach, I like to give, uh, if at all possible, the scripture that I get the, uh, where uh, where I get the scriptures from. Because I like for people to go behind me and study on their own. Because I can't give it all to you. I hope I give enough to cause you to look into the word yourself, though. That's my goal. All 
Okay, Isaiah, oh, this is a perfect scripture. Isaiah 28, 10 says, For precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. And that's uh, Isaiah 28 and 10. Okay. That should have been in my notes. I don't know where I wasn't because I remember reading that. But anyway, precept upon precept. So in order for me to perform a, a new precept, I have to have an old one for it to sit upon, line upon line, line upon line. Everything must be fitted on something else in order to build up and build up and build up. It says here a little and there a little. So... Uh, that's what we're talking about. So uh, let's go on with some more scriptures. Um, and listen to this. Remember, we're talking about it's what come out of you that defile you. This scripture in Psalms 19:14. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. So that's another reason why we have to be careful what we allow to come in and enter into our heart. So that means you choose to, what thoughts you want to entertain. You choose what you want to meditate upon. You are responsible for choosing the influences in your life. Am I saying that you can control everything that's going to happen to you? Absolutely not. There are things that you're going to be exposed to that you probably would have never chosen to be exposed to. But it's your choice once that exposure comes, whether to step into that and embrace it or whether to let that one go and let it bypass you and not entertain a thought upon it or meditate upon it. For it's the things that we meditate upon that becomes a part of our heart. And if I want the words of my mouth to be acceptable in God's sight, i got to be careful what I let in my heart because what I let in my heart is going to come out through the issues of life. And then my, my mouth is going to speak on it. If I let it be a part of my perception, how I look out, how I perceive, how I accept, how I reject, how I make everyday choices in life, it's going to be influenced by what I choose to think upon, meditate about. And then that's going to help form my words. All right, let's see. Uh, let's take a look at Psalms 34 14. It says, Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. So it tells you what to be a part of, what to stay away from, and what to be a part of. Why? Remember what I said. It's our experiences that influence us and help form our perception. So if I don't depart from evil, what kind of a perception am I going to have? Its makeup is going to be evil if I allow myself to be influenced by evil. So by departing from evil, I'm choosing not to let evil be my influence. And then it tells you what to do. And do good. Seek peace and pursue it. So if I do good, if I seek peace, if I pursue peace, these are the things that are going to form my perceptions. These will be my influences. And I am going to have to stop there because my time is gone.
So we want to we're going to uh, continue with this next week, and so we want you to invite a friend to come and listen to this message, and uh, the message next week. And if you've never been here before, welcome to Word Alive. Please take a look at our archives and see some of the other messages that we have there. I'm sure that you would be blessed by the Lord, and you be blessed. Let the Word do what God sent it to do to accomplish good works and to produce good fruit in your life. Have a God night. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.